0: My brothers and sisters, this is the sixth Sunday of Easter and our second week in our homily series named Go, in reference to the command of the Lord to go and announce the gospel, the good news of salvation. The word go is within gospel. As we prepare for the great feast of Pentecost, we are reminded in today's reading and gospel that the Holy Spirit who dwells within us wants to use us to bring the gospel to those around us. We are not called to be silent players in the plan of God, but each of us has been commissioned by Christ through baptism to bring Christ and his message of salvation to the world. We must not appear before our Lord empty-handed, but recognize he wants us to be his instruments in the world, to make him known and loved. If we think of the beginnings of the early church, we see the apostles along with a small number of disciples. But look what they did. They went out into the world to preach the gospel, a world which often persecuted them. But they proclaimed the gospel with courage. Lands which were once pagan embraced Christ and his gospel As these new converts were brought to Christ, they shared their faith with their family and their friends. The Christian faith spread at an amazing pace. The Holy Spirit was the constant companion of the early church and continues to guide the church. But even more amazingly, he dwells in our souls. We are never alone. We are never orphaned. THE HOLY SPIRIT BRINGS HIS DIVINE LIGHT TO OUR SOULS AS A SWEET GUEST GIVING US STRENGTH, COURAGE, AND FORTITUDE, NOT ONLY TO LIVE THE GOSPEL, BUT TO PROCLAIM THE GOSPEL. HE WANTS TO GUIDE US IN OUR VOCATION HERE ON EARTH TO ASSIST US TO REACH OUR TRUE HOMELAND IN HEAVEN. JESUS GAVE A DIVINE MANDATE. He did not say, be silent. He said, go out into the world and proclaim the gospel. We are accompanied by the Holy Spirit to assist us, no matter what we face. Today, more than ever, we need the Holy Spirit. We live in a world which has embraced a secular style of living without God. We live in a world that has become corrupt with immorality. We have the rejection of all that is sacred from the commandments of God, the sacredness of human life, as well as the divine institution of marriage. The early Christians were courageous in proclaiming Christ to a pagan world. We need to pray, but we also need this courage of the early Christians to proclaim the good news and the freedom that Christ brings to us from sin as we become children of God. We often stop ourselves short and are muffled because we fear how we're going to look and be perceived by others or what they may say about us. To assist us, Christ has promised the Holy Spirit to give us courage, strength, and fortitude. The Holy Spirit is our constant friend. As he did for the early church, he will also do for us. We must not be afraid to talk about Jesus with our family, our friends, those whom we meet, because Jesus is calling the world to conversion and to his salvation. We cannot hide and bury our heads in the sand. Where would the church be today if those early members did not go out into the world or share their faith with family or friends or strangers. Did you know that the Catholic faith was brought to the country of Korea not by priests or missionaries, but by laymen who had traveled to China, discovered the Catholic faith, were baptized, and they brought their newfound faith back to their family and friends when they returned to Korea? Pope St. John Paul II called for a new Pentecost a new springtime for the church to proclaim the gospel. This is our time. This is our moment to bring Christ to the world. But are we open to the Holy Spirit? Are you open to let him use you? The Holy Spirit also inspires us to serve within the church. We need catechists to teach the faith to children. We need lecturers, we need Eucharistic ministers, altar servers, hospitality greeters. We need leaders of prayer groups and apostolic endeavors. We need deacons, religious, and we need priests. Is the Holy Spirit calling you to serve? Yes, he is. Everyone in this church has been given a role to play in the mission of God, by in, in a mission by God. We need to be open to the Holy Spirit. We need to be courageous and not to be afraid of what God is calling us to, or what people will think of us for proclaiming our faith. Jesus teaches us today how we are to show our love towards him. Our love is not to be just lip service but demonstrated by our response to observing the commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus teaches us that our love is more than an emotional affection. It is more than just the words, I love you. Our love is validated by our actions and our choices. But specifically, he says, by keeping the commandments, He even stresses this point twice in the Gospel. Why does Jesus repeat this? Many of you who have children may know why. We're slow to listen, we're slow to respond, we're slow to understand, or we just shut God out and ignore him. Jesus stresses, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. To love Jesus as he wants to love him is inseparable from keeping the commandments. When we don't keep the commandments, when we choose to sin, we are rather choosing sin over God. Or in another perspective, we put ourselves in what we want above God, even when we know it offends God, which is a form of self-idolatry. How did the saints teach us to look at the obedience to God? Saint Ignatius said, it is not hard to obey when we love the one whom we obey. That's very beautiful. It is not hard to obey when we love the one who we obey. Saint Augustine put it in another way, love God and do whatever you please. For the soul trained in the love of God will do nothing to offend the one who is beloved. This is very beautiful for us to reflect on. The person trained to love God will not do anything to offend God. So his will for us, love him by keeping the commandments. Jesus also reminds us that in following him and in doing his work, we will never be alone. We have an advocate, the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us and assists us in so many ways. If God has placed his spirit within me, what am I to be afraid of? Nothing. How can I be afraid when God is so close to me, within me? I need only to unite myself to him to be flooded with peace and tranquility, no matter how great the storm is that I face in my life the holy spirit also aims to make us better to ourselves and then better to others however we must constantly keep ourselves united to the holy spirit and stay on the right path so often we overlook the holy spirit who guides us with his divine assistance in helping us to follow christ and our mission of proclaiming the gospel he directs us to keep away from things places or even persons that may be dangerous for our souls, but are we listening to him? He directs us how to serve God and prepare for heaven, but are we open to his guidance? Jesus tells us very clearly of our heavenly advocate that he remains with us and will be in us. This is the fruit of our baptism, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, assisting us in so many ways in helping us to be courageous in following christ and to be faithful to him we are never alone it is through the gifts this gift of the holy spirit that we share in the unity of the holy trinity father son and holy spirit jesus said the holy spirit remains in you you will realize that i am in my father And you are in me and I am in you we are being called to share in the divine life of the Holy Trinity many saints have meditated and written about this most amazing truth such as st. Teresa of Avila that God loves us so much he calls us to share in his divine life God doesn't do this for the angels only for us for us I do not think most of us can firmly fathom how profound and elevated this is as we are often distracted by the cares and worries of this world. The Catechism teaches, the Word, Jesus, became flesh to make us partakers of the divine nature. For this is why the Word became man and the Son of God became the Son of Man so that man, by entering into communion with the word and thus receiving divine subship, might become a son of God. For the son of God became man so that we might become God. The only begotten son of God, wanting to make us sharers in his divinity, assumed our nature so that he made man, might make men gods. God who dwells in inapproachable light wants to communicate his own divine life to men he freely created in order to adopt them as his sons in his only begotten son. By revealing himself, God wishes to make them capable of responding to him and of knowing him and of loving him far beyond our own natural capacity. St. John said, God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son, adding, I have written this to you to make you realize that you possess eternal life. May we recognize God's gift of his Holy Spirit in our lives. May we listen to him and to be open to his guidance and direction. May we we unite ourselves to the Holy Spirit each day and pray to him for inspiration, understanding, and courage, especially when we're afraid. Last week, we asked you all to send us your input on how to share the good news with others. This week, we want you to go to the homepage of St. Mary and pick one of those actions and do it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to know what to do. He is with you. Be not afraid. The Holy Spirit is within you. And as we remember today, also, all our mothers living deceased in our prayers and affections, let us not forgive, let us not forget we have another mother in heaven, our heavenly mother, who has watched over us and protected us and guided us and continue to to intercede for us. Let us not forget to show some sign of love or affection today for our blessed mother, uh, either by praying the rosary, presenting a bouquet of flowers to her image, or some sign of affection, remembering that she who is the mother of Jesus is our mother, wanting to guide us and bring us home safely to heaven.